0: to a new day and a new you. This is Sherry Turner. I'm here to encourage, educate, and elevate you to a healthier place in your life. Let's briefly review last week, knowing is now doing eating better. We discussed making smart choices and balance. Calories going in must equal calories going out if you're maintaining, or we must burn more calories if you're wanting to lose a little bit of weight. Every calorie counts. It is helpful to record everything on your MOVE log or your food intake records. We then looked at smart choices in choosing what foods to eat more fresh fruits and vegetables, remember with the phytonutrients, whole grains, low fat dairy and proteins, and limiting your added fats. We discussed helpful ideas such as smaller plate or cup sizes when you're having a meal, eating slower and keeping that daily food diary. We also talked about smart choices of the family meal, positive benefits of eating together at the family table. And let me add that when we include our children, no matter what their age, to our meal prep and our cooking, that helps produce better eaters. Give them age-appropriate chores to do. For example, the youngest can get the food out from the refrigerator. This helps with identifying what the food is, fruit, or vegetables, maybe even colors. They can wash lettuce and fruits and vegetables in the sink. They can help dump the food into a bowl and possibly stir. Older children can help cut up food, stir, layer food in the preparation stage, and also plate cooled food. Teamwork and learning go hand in hand. And lastly, last week, we talked about smart choice of planning meals and budgeting. We assessed... We have acknowledged, we are planning, and we're achieving healthier habits for a better you. Now let's focus on this week's topic of hydration. Let's look at some basics of your body and its need for water. So how much water is actually in your body? At birth, a baby's weight is approximately 75% water. Now from that point on in life, the percent gradually declines. For healthy males ages 12 to 50, there is about 59% of their body weight as water. And as men age 51 on, the percent decreases to about 56%. And these are all averages. For the healthy females aged 12 to 18, the percent is 56% of the body weight is water. Females age 19 through 50, it drops to about 50% and ages 51 plus, the percent body weight of water is 47%. So we can say the overall average for adults is between 55 to 60% of our body weight is water. As we move from teen years to adult years, we see that the percent of body water decreases due to the more body fat we have as we age fatty tissue contains less water. So now we have an idea of how much water is in our body. Where is it stored? Two thirds of the body water is stored in cells in our body organs, such as our brain, our bones, our skin, and our muscles. In an article by the Cleveland Clinic, it states that your brain and heart are made up of 73% water. Your bones are 31% water, Muscles and kidneys are 79% water, and your skin is 64% water. And the organ that surprised me the most was your lungs, which are made up of 83% water. Let's shift to the blood. The liquid portion of blood is called the plasma, and plasma is made up about 90% water. Now, this plasma carries the blood cells, the nutrients, and the hormones throughout the body. Do you see that water is kind of a big deal? Let's take a look at what water does in our body. The Mayo Clinic has a great article that I have linked to this podcast and also to my website. It states that water regulates our body temperature. As temperatures rise, we sweat and we breathe harder with respiration. Also, it moistens our tissues such as our eyes, our mouth, our nose in the forms of saliva and tears. Water lubricates our joints. It also protects body tissues and organs, such as our sensitive tissues, and also in the spine, it acts as a shock absorber. It helps prevent constipation and helps flush waste through our urine. It dissolves minerals and nutrients, metabolizes and transports proteins and carbohydrates from the foods we eat to nourish our body. Water also carries oxygen to the cells, It's part of the fluid that surrounds and protects the brain and also a baby in the womb. Nearly all major systems in the body depend on water. So we definitely understand our need for water or fluids in our intake for our daily lives because as the body sweats and we breathe, we excrete, we grow, or we're sick with diarrhea or vomiting, we are losing that vital water. So the question is, how much water do I need to drink every day? The answer, it depends on a few factors. Number one, your size. The more you weigh, the more water you need. Number two, how active are you? If you're working out or maybe you're working outside or moving a lot during a day, you're gonna need more. Number three, where you live. If you live in the warmer climates or you're visiting a warmer area, you need to drink more. And number four, it depends on your metabolism. If you're one of those lucky people that was born with a great high metabolism, guess what? You need to drink more water. The National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine recommend for the average person, a male should drink 3.7 liters a day or 125 ounces. A female needs to drink 2.7 liters a day Or 91 ounces. Now, these are total amounts which include your food and your beverages. To personalize it, here's a good calculation take your body weight in pounds and divide it by two. In ounces, that's what you need to drink every day. So, for example, if you weigh 180 pounds and you take that divided by two, your intake every day should be 90 ounces of fluid. Besides measuring, how can you tell if you're getting enough water daily? You just can't go on if you're thirsty. The easiest way is just to check your urine. It should be a watery yellow color. If it's bright yellow or has a strong smell, that means you may be dehydrated. You need to drink more. Dehydration is a concern. The physical symptoms of mild to moderate dehydration are constipation, dizziness, dry mouth, fatigue, and muscle cramps. You may have a high heart rate, but a low blood pressure maybe a loss of appetite, but crave sugar. You may have a flushed red skin, swollen feet, heat intolerance, or chills. With any of these symptoms, if you drink water, you should feel better within five to 10 minutes. If symptoms persist or get worse, you may be moderately dehydrated where you may need to seek attention of an urgent care or doctor's office for IV hydration. In severe cases, call 911 or go immediately to the ER. We don't take hydration status lightly because dehydration affects your vital organs. In your brain, severe hydration shrinks the blood vessels. When there isn't enough fluid in your brain, it affects memory and coordination. Your heart has to work harder when there's less water in your blood. We typically urinate about six or seven times a day. If you are dehydrated, you urinate less because less water in the blood causes your kidneys to hold on to the urine. We will see muscle cramping as well. When we sweat, we lose electrolytes like sodium and potassium, and that can cause cramping. By drinking water and possibly a sports drink, we can replenish those electrolytes we have lost. Not only can dehydration affect the vital organs, it also can affect us mentally and emotionally by having confusion, crankiness, and anxiousness. By losing just as little as 1.5% of our body water, we start to see symptoms such as headache. Your amazing body's natural response to water loss is thirst. So stop, think, and drink. I wanted to add one important fact that sometimes we don't think about, but certain medication such as diuretics or your water pills can result in increased urination and that could lead to dehydration. So if you're on that type of medication, please be aware. If you have infants or children at home, remember that especially when they're sick, they're at higher risk because they're unable to communicate that they're thirsty. Please monitor the amount of fluids that your kids take in and remember water is the best. Okay, we know the importance of water in our body and how much we're supposed to take every day. So let's talk about drinks. Water, of course, is always preferred. Juices, like 100% orange juice, is mostly water. But we need to be careful of caffeinated drinks like coffees, teas, sodas, and energy drinks for they can act like a diuretic which can cause you to urinate more. Alcohol can also act like a diuretic, so may not be a wise choice for a large portion of your fluid intake. Foods also can have a high water content and can add to the fluid intake. And these foods would be strawberries or berries of any sort, oranges, citrus fruits, lettuce, cucumbers, spinach, watermelon, cantaloupe, and most melons, skim milk, soups, and broths. So in summary, up to this point, our bodies are over 50% water and water is vitally important for key bodily function. We must be aware of our fluid intake in all our age groups, but especially in our babies, the young, the elderly, and the sick. Please encourage water over the other drinks available. I've hit water pretty hard today. So let's just For a minute, take a look at some other beverages. Studies have shown that calorie intake from beverages has doubled since the 60s due to the dramatic increase of soft drinks, juice drinks, ales, our sports drinks, sweetened teas, and our fancy alcoholic beverages. Many people are consuming soda, energy drinks, and high-calorie coffee drinks each morning to start their day. And in a lot of cases, it's replacing their breakfast. Even with the high calorie content, there is a low nutrient value to these drinks. I just want you to be aware and keep track of the calories on your food log to see if this is a positive in your health progress. The type of fuel you put in your body is very important. Please be aware of these high calorie, high sugar drinks. And if you are including them, please use moderation and portion size. Some good options are 100% juice, probably four to six ounces a day, your low fat milks, your soy milk, your almond milk, your infused waters, which we cut up fruit and put it in our pitcher of water or some sparkling water. There are other choices. Just read the label before you purchase. Let's put practice into motion. A typical day would be a coffee shop in the morning, maybe a medium cafe latte, 16 ounces with whole milk the calories would be approximately 265 calories. For lunch, you may do a 20 ounce soda, regular of course, probably 227 calories. At your break or sometime in between, you'll have a sweet tea, about 180 calories. For dinner, you may do a ginger ale, it's 124 calories. So for your beverages that day, your total would be 796 calories. Now instead, maybe start out in the morning having a small cafe latte, 12 ounces with fat-free milk. That's about 125 calories. For lunch, just do a water or maybe a zero calorie diet soda, zero calories. For your break, do a sparkling water, maybe a lemon flavored, zero calories. For dinner, do water with lemon or a seltzer water, zero calories. The total with this option is 125 calories coming from your beverages. By drinking water with a meal or choosing healthier choices and limiting portion sizes of your coffee drinks, we can save 670 calories a day. In a work week, that is 3,355 calories saved. Those extra calories were mostly simple sugars and had no benefit in fueling your body. It is really quite easy if we just pay attention. So to wrap it up today, hydration is a must for life we must be aware of hydrating just as we are and fueling our bodies. It's easy to grab any drink without contemplating its benefits. This week, let's really look at our beverages, the sizes and the frequency we drink them. The key is moderation and portion size. Depending on your health goals, you may want to substitute some zero calorie options as you are increasing your move plan. With all you learned from last week on your choices, planning and shopping, and then adding the hydration factors, you can now reflect on areas you noted as needs improvement, such as your portion sizes, your eating out too much, maybe smarter choices. Then you can replace the unhealthy habits or lack of planning for healthier habits and start planning for a few days this week. And then reinforce over time, your new life plan of health, organization, and balance. Just start or start again. Your move goal for week five is 20 to 25 minutes a day for five days or 6,000 steps a day. Remember one step at a time, they all count. Five things that you can do to make changes. One, find your why. I think you found that. Number two, challenge your comfort zone. Three, be specific about the change you want. Four, establish a support network. And five, just believe. Small change equals big results. Socrates says, quote, the secret of change is to focus all your energy, not on fighting the old, but on building the new, unquote. So true. That is exactly what you're doing what we're doing together. So starting today and in the days this week, let's put all that we've learned into use one step at a time. It's a new day and it's a new you. Have a great week.